Wax On, Wax Off, the podcast where a teenager gains wisdom and insight from pioneers and innovators that have come before in search of how to win in every facet of life and change the world. I'm your host, Solomon Cole, and let's get into today's episode. So today, special guest, my uncle, Adam Mason, absolute legend. Um, he is a founder of a nonprofit, owner of a nonprofit. Uh, he has started his own, what would you call it? Something, what's the word, farm? Uh, oh, farm. But like, yeah, it's, I think, an, it's an LLC. Yeah, he started his own farm. He has done a lot of really, really cool things, and I'm excited to have him on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is really funny. Um, okay, uh, I'm gonna start it off. What do you do, and why do you do it? So for my occupation, yeah. Okay, so uh, I am a farmer. Um, we grow pasture-raised meats. <clears throat> uh, on the farm currently, we, we grow turkey, chicken, eggs, pork, and beef. Um, and everything we do is uh, pastured-centered. So um, it, it all completely surrounds about the soil life, the, the grass involved, everything, all the animals working together in... Um, this almost symbiotic dance with each other um, to produce some of the healthiest meats that you can find um, in, in around. Why do I do it? Oh man, that's a well, that's a big question. Um, one, I have a passion for it. So, um, oh, gosh, I got to think about that. Like, why? Um, yeah, I would say I'd say I'm very passionate about that. There's there's something incredible of, of seeing the um, like the triune uh, connection between plants, animals, and humans. And when all those are managed correctly, um, you get healthy results for every one of those. Um, so that probably sums up. Yeah. Why? <clears throat> How did you? I mean, because it's it's quite a, a a niche for sure. How did you get into agriculture and farming, and then how did you get into I guess you could call it regenerative farming? Okay, so I'll go way back because um, all right. So I was going through. Okay, so I'll go back out. Uh, I I uh, I grew up in a really rough area in California, in Los Angeles uh, County area. Um, we had drive-bys and, and uh, bomb squad at a, on a regular occurrence. Um, the good things in life. The good things in life. Uh, <laughs> it was the quality life for a child in upbringing. And uh, so, yeah, so I never had any exposure to, um, to agriculture or anything like that. And so um, always still, though, always had a love for wildlife we would, I would go hunting. So that was something I really loved. Um, and, um, and so, but that led me to like, you know, I, I got into music and I was, I thought I was going to be a rock star, stupid, stupid, uh, nonsense dream. Um, and so in, in that, I guess, you know, after high school, I was going to college and my cousin, uh, referred me to a class um, in forestry. And I kind of always, you know, it was something that I'd had interest 
in. And so I took these courses and I took a plant identification class. <clears throat> and that, um, that changed me because I, I was like always trying to be the cool kid. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then I, I, it was the first class that I actually got an A and was good at and really liked it. And that's all we did was like identify plants um, and learn, learn about plant families and stuff. And I was geeking out like after staying after class, geeking out with like these nerds um, and, you know, and, uh, and this like struggle between the rock star and like, oh my gosh, I'm, am I one of those nerds? And yeah, <laughs> you are. Um, and so, yeah, that, that really like set me down this like path and passion towards plants, um, and got really good at plant identification. Um, and so that led me to a, a job that, um, I was a, a utility forester. So I was checking power lines, um, in various areas. <clears throat> and I got on a special project out in Arizona um, that we went through the whole state of Arizona checking these locations of the power companies uh, power lines and checking vegetative loads and stuff um, but I was uh, in these areas of Native American tribes and I could not believe the level of poverty that I saw there um, and <clears throat> and God gave me this vision that I would grow food for people who couldn't grow it for themselves. Mm -hmm. And that was an odd vision to me because I did not know how to grow food. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so I revealed that to a mentor of mine and he helped me uh, steer my path and career towards um, going and getting an education at a university um, and studying that. And so I was on this path of doing landscape architecture because I, I did like uh, doing landscape design. Um, but then um, ultimately what, what happened is I met somebody that was in the plant science department and transferred over to that, that major. And, uh, and that was a great decision because it, it, I was, <clears throat> at the time I was like, well, how am I going to feed people <laughs> if I'm doing landscape design? It made no sense to me. Like, mm -hmm. You know that was a it, it's for aesthetic and had had wasn't helping anybody and so when i was in there i was really intimidated by the course the classes it was like plant physiology and chemistry i'm like dude i can i'm not smart enough to do this like there's no way i can do this um and i talked to some people like no nah, you can do it like it's like there's help for it and tutoring and stuff i'm like all right so i i got on that track um and it was one of the best decisions. So <clears throat> fell in love with it. First time I got on a tractor was uh, at Cal Poly Pomona um, and just like bought in on the, the culture um, and uh, and was good at it. And what was crazy, I felt, I felt like because I found this passion, this like course of knowledge um, that I was passionate about, um, it, it was like relevate a revelation to me because I was getting good grades, mm -hmm. you know? So it was like, it was very fun for me. And, uh, so then that led me to, um, <clears throat> after I graduated, I, I, I was like a student manager, um, at the time. And I, we lived on the, the, the university farm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, 
Um, and then they hired me as the farm manager. Um, there was a vacancy after I graduated. And so I managed like over 400 acres. We grew like over 90 different um, uh, varieties of crops in there, every fruit, everything from fruit trees to um, to field crops to uh, vegetable. I mean, it was it was everything. And uh, and so um, hang on, what, what was the question? Uh, I was talking, I think I'm getting off track. No, but, you're good. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about like, how, how did you, because farming is such a niche, like what was okay. the, like, okay. how did you like, how did you know that, that you were like, this is what I'm going to dedicate my life to? Okay. Yeah. So through, through in going through that plant science department, um, I, I always was interested in the animal aspect because I, I focus a lot on my, um, I kind of tailored my degree to pasture uh, management. I was I'm very proficient in that. Um, and uh, and then, but I, like you, you don't have healthy pastures unless you have animals grazing. And so I was like always um, like interested in that and studying that as well, um, kind of on the side. Um, and during school, I was like, yeah, I want, I want to own a farm someday, but it really just never seemed like, cause in the mindset of a Californian, it's like, you're never going to own land yeah. to enough to make a living in California. <laughs> yeah. Um, off the land. You can maybe have like four chickens. Yeah. 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 yeah with permits. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you have um, a chicken permit. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that was, uh, okay. So then, okay. Yes. So uh, during, you know, after Cal Poly, I graduated and I had this education and the whole reason for going to Cal Poly was um, this vision, this growing food, you know, for people that couldn't grow for themselves. And so um, after graduation, I'm like, okay, like, when is this going to happen? You know, like I have this knowledge now, I know how to grow food. Um, how's that, how's this going to happen? So I was like, all right, I'm done waiting for something to, like sit on my, like on my lap and like, okay, here, here I am ready to, you know, ready for this vision. So I went to uh, visit friends of ours that are um, a couple that live and manage an orphanage, a very well-funded orphanage um, in Haiti. And so um, as I, we just like, all right, let's go. We'll just take a vacation. We went out there and, um, on this trip, I was, she has friends out there that, um, that are, uh, they had a very small orphanage that they funded completely by themselves. And mm -hmm. so they had 12 kids <clears throat> and, um, and they, uh, tried to do it on themselves. And these guys are like, you know, they'd be considered like middle-class Haitians. They, I think at the time a day's wage there was like $5 a day. That was like a good paying job. Um, and so they were probably, you know, in like the 10, seven to $10 a day kind of thing. Um, and so they're trying to take care of these kids too. So we went into, uh, this orphanage <clears throat> had a boys and girls room. And, um, as I walked into the rooms, I'm like overwhelmed by the stench of urine. And I'm like, what is going on? I was like, Jimmy, why is this, why does it smell like this? He said, well, we can't afford diapers and um, the kids wet their beds every night. And so, um, and they had these like thin little foam pads for their mattresses. 
um, on this like metal, like these beds are just like poorly made um, metal framing. And it's like, you know, maybe an inch and a half of foam. And the foam started to erode away because of the urine. And so he said, we try to water it, hose it down every day, but it's so humid that it doesn't dry out. And so all that urine stench was just sitting there rotting. It was like, I was like, this is unacceptable. Like no kid should have to live like this. So as soon as we got back to the States, <clears throat> I, I uh, fundraised. I was calling people saying, hey, I'm going back. Um, I'm, you know, I want, I'm asking for donations. And so we had people donating sheets, toys, uh, cloth diapers. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I, I took by myself, I went back by myself. I took over 300 pounds. It was like these huge duffel bags. I was hauling these things around the airport, um, over 300 pounds of, of gear. Um, and so, and then what I, the, the vision for it was, um, instead of like, you know, giving a person a fish, it's like give them a fishing pole and teach them how to fish. Mm -hmm. And so, um, <clears throat> so we, so I went back there, I built beds for them. Um, we got the kids like, you know, mattresses, mattress pads, like, or covers, mattress covers. Um, so if they wet the beds, they could wipe it down, sheets, all these things. Um, and then I had some funds left over. We tried like a, like a beta, um aquaponic system and an aquaponic system is a an enclosed loop system that um you grow fish in a tank as the fish poop that manure goes up um and and filters in and the plants then pull out the nitrogen clean the water and then out come clean water back to the fish and it's all powered by solar and so um so then we uh, we did that testing and I knew I was coming back. And so um, I went back uh, four other times after that. <clears throat> and we did, I did a goat project and then we did a larger scale aquaponics um, project. That whole thing ultimately <clears throat> starting the vision that I was given plus um, helped the start of the nonprofit, which is called HEAL, H-E-A-L. Um, and so that's, that's kind of like that whole movement from, you know, upbringing all the way to then is, is kind of where, where I'm at today. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, that, that would lead into like what I'm doing for farming, but yeah, <clears throat> I mean, it, you talked about that God gave you this vision that you were going to use this random t tool farming to, to feed people. Mm -hmm. I guess, how did you know that it was God? And then after that, I guess the second question would be, what does your relationship with God play in your life? Um, so I guess I have, um, it's pro I guess, I don't know. It, you, how I know it was God is that, like why why would i chase after that like i knew guys that were starting you know making sixty seventy thousand dollars out of college you know before even graduating um there was there was a lot of money to be made <clears throat> i never had any desire to do that so so like yeah i guess i guess uh 
I, that's a that's a tough question. Like, how do you know it's God? There, if you've experienced Him, um, you you know His voice, and if you are building a relationship with Him, um, there's a closeness. It's like, how do I how do I know when you call? It's your voice, right? Like. I guess you become uh, you become familiar <clears throat> with if you were talking to him you become familiar with this voice and then yes. when he speaks to you 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 know that it's him. right yeah. right so, so it was like an undeniable like and, and I don't know in the, in that case it was like yeah well I don't I don't like this isn't a desire I have like and like how random <laughs> why like. A guy that doesn't know how to grow food, why would I like have yeah. that thought? You know, so yeah, yeah. and it's a, a road a lot less traveled by 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 people because it's not like it's a very hard thing to be successful at. Right, it's super super hard, mm -hmm. and then especially down the road that you went of regenerative farming, which is an even smaller niche inside of the small niche. You know? Yeah, 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 and yeah, the regenerative farm thing is like uh, that. That route has come because of. Um, I don't know. God gave us this gift in, in the form of earth and to like pollute it and toxify it um, is a slap in the face to God. Like, thanks for this gift. You know, like if you give me a painting and I'm like, I just throw mud all over it. Or like, you know, poke holes it. in it. Yeah. Yeah. On fire. Like, so yeah. So I think, I think our, uh, on the farm aspect, which I haven't gone into, but um, that that's a like there is no other option of of farming that way because how could I take God's creation um, and destroy it for you know economic growth and wealth? Mm -hmm. um, like, what does that profit you? You know, like okay, so you, 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 your bank account's full, but your land is dead. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and that goes for so many other things. If your bank account's full, but you're you're sacrificing stuff for yourself, that's like, you shouldn't be doing that. And it's not going to fulfill you. Maybe the money will give you some sense of freedom because you have money and then you don't have yeah. to worry about money. But then there are a lot of other things. Like I think of uh, like Andrew Tate right now. He always flexes like, I have this much money. Dude's in prison for whatever the heck he's in prison for. And like that's that's a perfect... And there's so many other... What's the one dude who uh he did like stocks and bonds and he, he now he's in prison for like they Bernie just made up yeah he, like that's <laughs> yeah. A, that's another it's a Ponzi scheme exactly but that's like another it's another thing you get a bunch of money sure right. but you sacrifice your your soul you yeah. know mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yes. yeah I, I yeah it, I've always been an uncompromising person too mm -hmm. um when I set a goal it. It gets started for that, and and it does, and I don't compromise like on some of the things I do in my like personal life. Have you ever wanted to compromise? Uh, yeah. Have you ever compromised? Um, have I ever compromised? Well, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a sinner. I'm at you know not a perfect person, but um, I guess a better the, question would be how do you keep yourself from compromise? Oh, that's so good. How do you? <laughs> like um, how do you keep yourself from compromising yeah like if you set a goal for yourself because that's the the most okay. important thing to being successful is setting goals for yourself and executing them 
And personally, in my life, I struggle with, I'm great at setting goals. I just can't keep them. So like, how, mm. what's, what, 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 what advice do you have for people like me who, um, who keep setting the goals, but can't, can't execute? For me, it's like a, a driven thing. Like I'm also kind of like, I'll, I'll show you kind of person. Um, but like, I guess I take that attitude of like, I'll show you and I'll do it to myself. Like, Oh, you're going to fail. Like, Oh, I'll show you. And, and no, I'm not going to fail. It's just like a drive that I have that I won't like my cold shower thing. Like I will not take a hot shower, like hot water. The hot water handle will not be touched by my hand. Mm-hmm. And I've set that and I've done it since December of 2017. That's amazing. And like have not touched hot water when taking a shower. What um, benefits have you seen for that? Oh, from that? Um, yeah, like like that's like a I think, life hack you know there well yeah they say a lot of like there's health benefits i think it's a uh i do it just to keep my okay well, we've talked about this before but i think like the the so adam the the individual adam makes up the, like a triune so like the mind the body and the soul and so i think all three of those need to be in balance um and all three of them tend to battle each other. Um, like the the mind and the body are constantly at war. Um, and I do, I think the cold showers to, uh, to put, put my body into submission. Um, Which one would you say is your consciousness in this triune? Like uh, is- I would say the, well, you're okay. So consciousness and what, like, like you're maybe that's probably part soul part mind yeah but like like you like like you because like i i feel like a lot of for me like i am my mind but but actually that's weird it's like i am my soul first then i am my mind and my mind controls my body you know what i mean like the soul is the yeah but the body see i see the body as a way of it controls the mind so like oh it does totally and then so like that you're out of life so self-pleasure right um, whatever it may be, even eating a donut to, you know, the ultimates of, of self-pleasure, like, uh, when that consumes you, it, it, it takes over the mind. So the mind can't do anything rational. That's why you make stupid things because of like stupid decisions because of, um, the body's strong urge for that pleasure. Mm -hmm. So I, um, yeah, I do it. Just, I, I think a lot to keep the my my body in check. Mm-hmm. For me, it seems like a victory. Like if I do it, it's like that's the hardest thing I'm gonna do all day. I mean, that's not the case for everyone, but like, yeah, I if I start my day off, I work out and I take a cold shower. First thing I do, wake up, journal, and then I I do my workout and cold shower, and I get the two hardest things out of the day, and then I feel like a conqueror already. So mm-hmm. everything else is like I can walk through that as if I'm a conqueror. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I do that. Um, and there's like little things too, but yeah, cause I don't know. Yeah, it, and then there's a battle too. Cause you don't want the mind like getting too far. I think it's just this balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause and then the, you if the body controls the mind, then everything's out of whack. Right. Yeah. Because I, I mm, we could get into this, but like, I think a lot of people just like, let their body kind of run it and yeah then, absolutely and then and then the and, most yeah those people and then i think 
I, I, I would say like, if we're using this, this, this like three, like this triune thing mm-hmm. as an example for ourselves, I think that the, the, if people are serving or letting their body be served constantly, mm-hmm. then their mind is, their mind makes that habit of, I'm going to do this. That doesn't actually fulfill you. When you're serving yourself, yeah. you are empty. Yeah. But the body doesn't want to work hard, you know? The body doesn't want to do the hard things because it wants to sit around, it wants to sit around be comfy. Yep. And there's a time for that. You should rest. But I, right. I think most people, let's right. specifically in my generation, I think most people are, they are, like, they'll be like, I'm burnt out. No, you just haven't built the muscle. Like, you just can't. Right. Like, you can't even, you haven't even picked up the weights yet. Yeah. Like, walking down the stairs to the gym <clears throat> freaks you out. Like, then you're gassed. Like, that's the problem right now. And I think right. that it's like, um, you need to, because you're, that's when the soul starts getting messed up and anxiety and depression start coming into right. it. Is because you're already out of whack from the beginning. You've got to recenter yourself, refocus yourself. And I mean, some people are predisposed to anxiety and depression. And I've talked about it on the podcast before. But it will dissipate. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It will dissipate. Like, and it's yeah, not... Yeah, because you do that and then your whole, your whole, uh chemical imbalances off you know mm-hmm. you're not getting oxygen to the brain and yeah 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 and i heard something uh it said if you want depression think about the past if you want anxiety think about the, the future uh and if you want a present be present and it was like yeah like if i'm so worried about my future or my past of course that's gonna happen that's the outcome of it because right. you can't control what's gonna happen tomorrow you can't control what happened because it already happened you know yeah so all you can do is be present. And I think with our technology, it's like, it's always like, what are, what's everyone else doing? And then it makes you think, well, how am I going to get what they have? And then you start thinking about the future or you think about what they did and you're like, well, am I going to, how, how can, how, why didn't I do that? And then that's, that's where that cycle comes into it. Um, I guess it's kind of a nice segue. Uh, what are your thoughts on social media? And if you could remove social media and let's, yeah, let's say social media, would you remove it? Okay, so what do I think about social media? I think it's a very powerful tool um, for connecting people across the world. Um, Also, like connecting, I don't know, before social media, like you would just, I don't know, I guess it gives a lot of people that would have not maybe been, or people that have been uh, socially awkward like gives them an outlet to find like a group that they're a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, would I remove social media? Um, I don't think so. I just, yeah, I don't think you, I, I think it's, it's too great of a tool. Yeah, well, I, I don't know how controversial, but it's like, like, Oh, would you eliminate guns? No, I don't. Because I think it's like an equalizer. Like, as as dangerous as it can be mm-hmm. and damaging as it can be, like, to remove that mm-hmm. is taking away a really um, um, powerful tool. Yeah, that can be so, used for a lot of good. Yeah, it can be. Like, Yeah, I've heard the analogy that, like, it's it, you can use whatever for guns or for social media. It's like fire. Fire can cook your food. Sure. Or it could burn your house down. Absolutely. Or kill an entire village, you know? Yeah. So, like, with social media, it's like, okay, you know, if I was trying to ask for donations for the nonprofit, right? Like, 
I would just pass out flyers and do mail and think like, you know, how can you get it? Or if you have social media, it's like a guy in Germany could want to support that totally. or, you know, or like anywhere in the world or like it's, it's a, it's a very powerful tool. And no, I, I don't know how much TikTok and some of the newer that like these the, as flashier as it gets. And like, um, I don't know that it's, I could I could play both ways. I could be devil's advocate against or for it. Yeah, that's the ADHD in us loves the debate. Yeah, yeah. Get the yeah. I could definitely it. argue both sides. Yeah, totally. Um, I I think personally for me, I would probably remove it. I I mean, I wish we could go back to Little House on the Prairie days. That's that's where my that mind goes. I do just a little bit. Like no, you don't. To flip your light switch, like there's no lights. I know. Go start a fire. Go freaking like. Have you ever started a fire when it's negative 40? Yeah. <laughs> no, you yeah. haven't. <laughs> um, I, I think it I think it's a romantic so much, thing, but dude, no, there's no better time than now. Like, you know, how do you keep your animals inside? Like, how you know, all, all food had to come to the animals and send the animals going out. Like, no technology was around. Dude, no way. I mean, Little House on the Prairie, though, they had, For like, so they had little, like, beep, 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 that thing. That was technology. Oh, so, like, what time, what era was that? That was, like, it was late 1800s, early okay. 1900s. So, it wasn't, like, they had trains and stuff. Like, you could travel. Oh, yeah. That, like, I think that's the perfect era. Because if you want to be know, in the man. city, you could be in the city. Or if you want to be in the boonies, you could be in the boonies. You know what I mean? That, that, that's, like, that's where I think we were best You still can society. be in the boonies. You can, you I wonder what the suicide like, light was back then. Like, Probably very low. Oh, I know, totally. Because you're surviving. Exactly. And I think that's what we need as people. I read this yeah. book. It's called Flow. And Flow, pretty much what it talks about, is talk, uh, talks about <laughs> the psychology of optimal experience. And for us to have optimal experience, they, they use a lot of references of now, and then they compare it to uh, like a tribe or uh, people from a long time ago. So like a lot of the tribes, they spend, what, 40% of their time, 30% of their time working. Mm -hmm. they'll build a house they'll they'll build a hut work on a fire work on some whatever Hunt, they need yeah. to work on no hunting played a different role mm. so about 10 to 20 percent of their time they spent hunting hunting it create when you're hunting it creates uh chemicals in your body that they, they make you happy they make you excited you're on edge you're 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 yeah. looking and it's it's fulfilling for you and then they 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 talked about the other whatever 30 40 percent was play and play was super vital like they would go and they would they would worship their god or they would go and they would like hunt for these like feathers or like these mm -hmm. non-existent mythical creatures that were out there but they'd run out there and they'd be so excited and they had this imagination in this play and i think the art of play in our society has been forgotten and that's what the author talks about in that book mm -hmm. it's a great book you should read it um but i think that we have forgotten that and i think that if we went back to that time where we had some like creature comforts but we were mostly off the grid. I think it would be so much better and we would be happier and more united as a people, you know, because we were so, we're so divided right now. Like okay. it's not civil war divided. If that's the case, why don't you just come over and live at our, on the farm? I mean, I would if do you it. Want, yeah. I mean, yeah, but like <laughs> I, I've, I've thought about going out for like three weeks just with a backpack and just see what happens. That's what I did. It'd be crazy. It's pretty awesome. Oh, actually, I can let's talk about that. Like, what what would hang on though? See, I want to know. I want to know the per capita. What's the suicide rate in, in Haiti? 
Oh, it's, it's probably more people death that, I've asked suicide. people in it's Haiti, like suicide. He's like, I don't understand that. Yeah. Nobody killed. I mean, I'm sure there's. You probably just people, die. You die of starvation, or you die of like that's a mob or something. But but I've asked Haitians before about suicide mm-hmm. rate. Um, they they don't know anyone that that has killed themselves because yeah. they're striving for survival. Yeah. Here, all of our needs have been taken care of, and now all of our wants have been taken care of, and now this is like the societal like shift towards. Yeah. Um. I think like, I think our brains are always trying to find like something to fight after. Maybe like how we've we've always liked conflict, but now that we don't have the conflict, really of, we create it. Yeah, we we now we we now we we literally everything is so perfect now that we start fighting over things yeah. that aren't even existent. It's yeah. like yeah. it's like it's like think about it. If okay, let's use this analogy. We're back in little house in the prairie times and we're like like you and your your neighbor neighboring farmer are like who's miles away you're not gonna like argue about your sexuality or how they identify you know what right. i mean like or or yeah, who you're they worried voted about like for. your crop your crop like your crop you ask in, them in how one year doing. you could be completely without food yes you know exactly pack of wolves could come in and kill all of your livestock um and you know you have a hail sore right before harvest like you're done mm-hmm. you know and and then you have to worry about you know um neighbors coming in and attacking you or whatever like <laughs> i mean there there was so many things you had to be constantly um on high alert in in a state of survival mm-hmm. but yeah i mean i don't know i feel like we'd be so much happier without social media and I something that's really scary is cancel culture. Yeah, but see, okay, but but you could choose not to be on it. That's true. And I actually, I like uh, people. Say, oh, I'm I'm gonna go back to the gun thing. Like you, you be, oh my gosh, we'd be so much happier. Nobody would kill each other with guns. Okay, that doesn't stop killing though. Look at people England. Be stabbing each other with knives, right? So like, and it, like, oh, be so much happier without guns. It's like okay, but why would you eliminate an incredible tool? You know. Um, uh, yeah, what if the just, tool eliminates us though like in guns the guns aren't shooting us right but like i think like ai like what if ai like shift in ai <laughs> well that's what technology that's social media turned in phones turned into the web and then the web turned into social media and then social media turned into ai and then ai turns into but media. ai would be incredible <laughs> i mean it as is long incredible. as it couldn't it does all my chemistry work for me i know that's i saw that I saw a video of that. That was not, like some guy hid a phone in his TI calculator. Yeah. <laughs> and was doing his full algebra problems, like boom. And it pulled up and did yeah, the entire it's project. So like, easy. It's and you can get the work too. That's the nicest part, is you can get all the work done. <sighs> yeah, it'll do all the work for you. And then if you like That's need crazy. you need to do like papers and stuff, you can just write a paper like like you can yeah. you can just like Ch- write the GPT. preface of your paper. And then it's not plagiarism because it's completely unique because the AI isn't like copy and pasting stuff. It's, right. it's completely unique. It, school yeah. has become irrelevant. It in really will. That's what I was. That's I, I wrote a paper on that recently is like, like just jotting down my thoughts. is like school is going to become like, what will be the basic needs would be like basic mathematics, like learn addition, subtraction, multiplication, division. But even that, well, it's nice to know it. In no, you need algebra too. You absolutely okay just just simple algebra um 
on the farm. Like if I need to, if I'm doing a spreadsheet, I need to know to write that code. I need to know what I'm looking for. It's all algebra. Yeah, I guess. But even with like, if you have Neuralink, simple algebra, if you get Neuralink, then you won't need it. It'll just yeah. be phew, that's scary too. Yeah, it's pretty scary. Because Elon, that would be a huge separation of class. Yeah, because Elon's like, he's he's like, no, it'll be only for medicinal uses. Sometimes I hear him talking. I'm like you're gonna destroy us all but then other times i'm like you're such a okay, smart person but look at the tool though because yeah. his goal his goal is to make uh blind people see paraplegics walk like that's incredible yeah totally. that's like star wars stuff like you but can't... then what if but then those people what if they like level up because they have that then what if they just like start getting all of the information and then it's like the people who were okay disadvantaged become like but you are leveled up to a um a, a Mas- is it Maasai in in Kenya? The, like yeah, the Maasai. But yeah, the, those Maasai are. I, I would say they're okay. Right. But your level up, yeah. like your your level of information and knowledge, is a thousand times what theirs is. Yeah, but they can go walk with a lion, and I can't. That's actually sick. I saw this video that the guys are freaking walking with lions, and they're just like the lions do not give a crap that they're there. The lions will come mm-hmm. up and like rub against them, and I'm like, what is going on? How do you do this? And there's like. Wim Hof did something with them. He's like trying to like create a, like a walk zoo, like where he teaches people like breath work, and then they mm. can walk through like the savanna without dying. Because the Maasai, they like regulate mm. their breathing. And that's how the animals like. Because animals have years of adaptation. To yeah, that, you know? I don't know. That was freaky though. He's like, he, I mean, Wim Hof just says stuff, but he was like, "We're gonna walk through the the, the savanna. We're gonna like pet the lions." He's like, "I gave one a hug one time." And Joe Rogan was like, did you though? And he was like, how'd you give a lion a hug? He was like, it was my first time. It was so cool. And I was like, well, I don't know if you did that. But anyway, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You talked about uh, when you were talking about farming and how you talked to your mentor. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, I would say you're one of my mentors. What do you think the role a mentor plays in your life? Um, and like, what, what is the importance of a mentor? Yeah, if I didn't have a mentor, I'd be I'd be probably very lost. I'd be uh, a completely different person. Yeah, and I'd be scared to see who that person is. <laughs> you know? I, yeah, I, I was. Yeah, I was probably at a crossroads. Um, yeah, it, it's it's definitely guidance. I mean, it's from age, experience, and their connection with the Lord. Um, but yeah, it definitely led me down a, a good path that. Um, yeah, you don't. Yeah, I would, I would. I would not be the same person I am today mm-hmm. um, without that. But yeah, I think it's important to find somebody, and it's tough too because like, like you see people that would mentor them, and uh, I don't know. They they uh, they are f- filled with compromise, and, mm-hmm. um, and they don't I, know how to learn because when you have a mentor, it teaches you how to learn from people's experience, yeah. how to learn from people's failures. I think that's vital. And that's why I created this podcast is really for the people without mentors or the people with mentors. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just talking to people being like, will you be my mentor for 20 minutes to an hour, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like we just talk to me, give, give me your experience and then have hoping people can glean from that. And that's like, that's my whole point of this. Cause I don't, I, I, in people, my generation, I don't think they have a lot of mentors. I think it's very few because their phone and social media has been their mentor and that's not going to lead well, you. Plus anywhere. like, 
I feel like people in my generation, very few of them um, are mentor material. Are mentor material. That's a great way of saying it. Yeah, because yeah. I, I mean, I know people that I saw that were like mentoring people, and I'm like, man, like what you lead people like astray. you. I've seen yeah. that before, and it's like even now, like some of, the, like in because I'm kind of the upper end of the my generation, but younger people, I'm like, like you don't have any authority to speak that way. That's what I think. Like, I saw a lot of people like if you're gonna be a mentor, you have to be an authoritative uh, figure um, that you've lived that out. You you um, ha- have not compromised. Um, without that, like, what are you? Cause there was many people in my youth who were like, Oh, I used to do this, but don't do that. Like, don't do it the way it's like, what? it's like, do as I it's say, so does, contrary like, to hate yeah. hypocrisy. So yeah, I, I don't, um, if you're going to be a mentor, you gotta, you gotta seriously be, um, you have to be an example mm-hmm. and, and show that through your life for people who don't have a mentor. What should they look for in a mentor? Um, somebody, okay. So if they, if they're, if they're looking for a mentor, I would assume that they want, they are struggling with something and they need guidance. So in whatever that, that guidance is, um, look for somebody that, like I said, has shown a life of example, um, and, and a proven tracker. Like if you're looking for a financial, a mentor like if that was it you're not going to look for some guy that has like you know a hundred thousand dollars in debt and um you know you know living off the streets or something you're going to find somebody that is proven success you know so yeah. that like doesn't compromise or um uh is not cheating on on what he says he is so yeah i would i would say whatever you're looking for you have to find that and depending on what it is it could be very rare to find uh, a mentor in that, um, yeah, in that field. Yeah, and I think even like <clears throat> I, I can't really speak for the uh, the side of like the feminine side, but in a in a man's life, I think men play a vital role, and like true men play a vital role in teaching these young boys. Mm-hmm. This is what being a man is like, and I know a lot of people, a lot of friends of mine. That have had people like men that are not real men mm-hmm. in either they're they're like they emasculate or they're on the other side and they're like this like like over alpha like it yeah. turns into an abusive situation where it's like and then and then both both sides are skewed and i think though i've been doing a lot of research and i think everything in life is about balance true balance is key to everything so yeah. it's like i think i think men should have like a gentler side to them but i think they can also be strong like mm-hmm. I, I i heard this uh saying it was uh better better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war and yeah. it was like yes exactly like mm-hmm. i think a lot of these people that are like okay well if i'm gonna be a man i have to be a warrior so then if i'm a warrior i have to be constantly fighting people no you don't right no know how to fight know how to how to control it yes but be at peace Mm -hmm. you know right like being be doing doing your passions you know like follow your passions but you can also be strong right like if your passion is painting or whatever i don't know right something that would people be like oh that's soft no you can like 
you could be extremely strong. And right. yeah, like Joe Rogan likes pool, mm-hmm. but that dude could choke you out so quickly. What's wrong with pool? <laughs> I don't know. I just think that that's like not like that's not like a fighter, like a warrior thing. You know what I mean? Like or like that's where that's where uh, Hell's Angels used to congregate around the pool hall. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's I, just what popped in. I agree, but see, I think also, I think a big thing is that women aren't being young women are not being mentored too. Totally, hundred that, percent. And that's a that's being a huge... mentored by freaking like all all of the celeb of a lot of the celebrity women who are like get an OnlyFans or like the extreme. Well, if you're looking yourself for on porn celebrities for your mentor, like mm. you're on the wrong track. There are very few good celebrities who you could be like. I'm gonna be that. Most of the time, to be a celebrity, you have to sell your soul. That's that's what yeah. happens. Like, like um, there are very few examples where you haven't had to sacrifice or like give up a standard that you have for yourself to yeah. be a celebrity. Like a hundred percent. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think it's it's tough for. Okay, you need to show the camera so they don't see. This is Palisanto. It's a piece of wood. It's a piece of wood, and I'm lighting it. No, I don't compromise. He doesn't compromise. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, um, there were, yeah, there were some women that like helped with, um, with Katie, my wife, um, in, in, in mentorship too. But I think it's a really important, um, really important that young women have mentorship too. Yeah, and I think also having women in your life that are like, I don't know if you could say good women, but like having women in your life that show you this is what like a good woman is like, you know what I mean? So when you're looking for compromise, when you're looking for someone like, uh, it's funny, the sap sometimes will like, yeah, it's cool. Goes in our lungs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Carcinogens. uh, Anyway. No, but like having a woman in your life to show you like, this is what a woman like, same thing. Um, Yeah. Let's yeah, I guess we could go into this dating. Dating, I think our generation has an extremely skewed view on dating and what dating should be. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you think is in in your your opinion? What do you think is the proper dating? Like what 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 should dating be? Because I think what dating is now is dating is go on Snapchat, go on Snapchat, quick add someone or see someone that looks hot, get their Snapchat snapchat them and then it's like maybe go on a date with them but honestly just ask for nudes like that's what oh people do gosh. that's what it is so i i'm probably uh like little house on the prairie compared to what <laughs> this generation is like i because a lot of girls hate it i'm i'm I, a I, lot so of okay, girls so like you're saying stuff it. that i don't even i have no i have no um comprehension or understanding you don't even need to you don't even need to. What, so what does that mean, though? Is it just hooking up? Is that it's, what da- like what define what dating is well, to the modern day uh, Gen Z? So like right now I'm 16, right? So a lot of people my age, like the worldly view of dating would be is like either it's like this like kind of like childish like play marriage kind of deal, like they're like oh we're fake married like we drive and we go shopping and we go and we sit in our cars because we don't actually have a house so we sit in our cars and we hang out and we do that and then we make out maybe hook up whatever and then and then it's like and then we go back to our our mom's house you know what i mean it's like no but it's it's play marriage or other than some people are just like hook up like they just want like yeah yeah 
but I, I think there are two sides of the schism, and I think that um, that the role that Snapchat has played in like my generation's dating is just like you're scared to talk to girls. You don't know how to behave around them because you're just like want to have sex. That's literally all it is. It's, it's just like want to have sex, and it's like some some girls you have to like pretend that you're married to have sex and do that whole thing, or some girls are just like. Yeah, and, and and I think that it's so skewed, and 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 men and women, women don't know their value, and men right. don't know how to value women. That's that's pretty much what it is. It's been yeah. forgotten. It's a lost art because I think dating is it's it's this like it's an art. It's this dance. It's this like you have to you have to value her, and you have to do these things. So I wanted to ask you, like, what do you think that that art that dance is? Um. So I I don't think it was as bad. Me growing up, I'm sure it was, but it wasn't like hooking up with like that kind of complete strangers and no ties connected to it. Mm. Um, the way I would define dating is probably different than most, <laughs> clearly than this your generation's uh, definition. Um, I would say dating um, is is the act of pursuing a girl. Um, uh, because there, you know, there might be an attraction there, um, you know, personality, physical, um, that you want to um, enter into a, a a deeper connection than just casual and get to know the person to see if that is uh, somebody that you are wanting to ultimately be your wife or husband, you know, in, in some people's cases, but um yeah so i like but yeah it, it to me if you dating does not mean uh you know physically connecting with the person um or, or sexually connecting with the person so um for, i feel like your generation you can you can be friends with that person you're you're not gonna get married so what is really what is the point of like engaging in this like intense uh relationship with somebody um which will ultimately statistically end up in either broken heart or bitterness mm -hmm. um and and depending on how far that relationship went sexually um damage and baggage that you carry on to your your next mm -hmm. um person yeah totally and i think i think that i mean number one with the damage and baggage i think that god can heal and forgive any mistake that you've ever yeah. made and that's that's something beautiful that i find in my relationship with god is like any mistake i make like god can forgive me but also if i'm truly pursuing god i'm not gonna want to make those mistakes and that's right. the beauty of it because i hear a lot of people say like that that aren't that don't believe what i believe and they're like well if i believe in god then i can just sleep around and be like god forgive me and then go sleep around again and it's like that's, i mean you could sure and god will forgive you yeah you could and god will forgive you but like it's not about god forgiving you it's about like when you want what god wants for you you don't want to do the bad things. Right. You don't, they don't taste good like mm -hmm. they used to. They don't even have a, you don't even want to look at it. You don't even want to like even think about it. You are just like, no, it, it, it truly brings you happiness and fulfillment. 
and that's like that's the most important thing and it it, it brings you that fills you with this love that you want to give to everyone and you mm-hmm. want to be like this is the love that i've seen i love you as a person and i want you to experience this love as well yeah um but i think that like uh it's just so sad because what you said is like yeah it's like you you what is the appeal of it what is the appeal of like this this like if you can't if you're not gonna marry them like dating the whole point of dating and i've talked to people and they're like no dating is like figuring out what you want in a person and yes totally it is but couldn't you be friends with the girl and be like i'm interested in you romantically i i like you let me figure out who you are as a person and then if they suck as a person for you in your specific case then go to another person and that's no that's not dating no damage done and i've i've made that mistake and i i've done the damage right i've been like i've dated just because i thought it, it, it it was fun it felt fun but the consequences of it were not worth the reward in any mm-hmm. at all. The sacrifice was a lot bigger than the reward was. And I think that, I mean, that yeah. plays another role in anxiety and depression is you've been hurt and you've been damaged by people. And then you're like, then that adds to all of the culture that pushes you to this anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you should just be friends with people. Figure out, like... Right. Well, and I think, too, like, like I said, like, are you are you financially um intellectually yes. to a point where <laughs> where you can like take you and another person and become one unit and uh you know start a life separately you know mm-hmm. no you're not you're and not. what are your i always ask guys this what are your values mm-hmm. and they're like what do you mean and i'm like well if you're gonna do this and let's say you get married and then you're gonna have kids hopefully what are your values that you're going to impart to your children? And they're like, uh, I have not thought that far. And I'm yeah, like, then why the heck are you doing it? Right. You, if you have no values for yourself, you are just messing around. You're number one, you're, you're wasting the girl's time and you're wasting your own time. Yeah. Like learn your values. And that's what I think these teenage years are for. Like personally, as much as dating looks super, super fun and it looks great because you want someone to care about you. Yeah. The point of this is to, it, it, it's it's called uh they call it a time of solitude and and what solitude is not being alone solitude is is growing as yourself as a unit mm-hmm. and i think that that plays a super huge role and i know you've had to spend that time in solitude and that played a huge role in your life but solitude is for me right now it's what do i value how can i grow in my like my knowledge my mental strength how can i grow in my physical strength how can i i'm building for my future family. You know what right. I mean? I'm building for my future wife because if she is as amazing as I think she will be, mm-hmm. then I want to match that if not be better than right. that. And that is what the girl deserves. So right now, if you're like quick getting people on Snapchat, that's not what your dream girl deserves because if you're looking for your dream girl, she's not going to be answering your quick ads. She's going to be... And, and other guys' ads. Like, <laughs> no, she's not at all. She's literally... She, Hopefully yeah. she's not even on Snapchat, but maybe she is. Uh, but I, not that I'm against Snapchat, but I totally am. Um, <laughs> no, but like she will be, if she's everything you've dreamed for, you want to at least match her, right? That's that's the whole Absolutely. point of this. Are, are you worthy for what your dream girl is? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Let's talk about solitude. Yeah. Okay. So for you, what was solitude? What did you have to do? 
what were your struggles? I want to call it solitude. I, I would say I would say it was a. Uh, it was solitude though. You were you were at, like you were like I am going to focus okay, on when myself. I hear, when I hear solitude, I think of like isolation. Like, I think of like uh, Superman's like the Fortress of Solitude that was Superman's like layer. Yeah, and it wasn't that I had people around me. <laughs> no, but like okay, I know what you're saying. I'll, I'll, I'll sorry, like clarify. So yeah, I think well, I got to a point where I had a long term relationship, and that was. Um, it was damaging. Um, and so it, it was not compatible. And uh, la- that led me down to like wanting to work on myself um, spiritually, physically, you know, all of that mentally. And, um, and I, I, I started um, just being so in tune with the Lord and um, and content with being single. I think like, I've always said that you cannot, you cannot be ready for a relationship or marriage unless you are content with being, uh, by yourself and single. And, um, and so, yeah, that led me down. I mean, that was some of the closest times I've had with the Lord. And it's because you are 100% focused on that, that relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, but that ultimately led me to, you know, what is, what is my dream girl? Am I worthy of that? Um, and, you know, I believe, I believe I obtained that, um, in, in my wife. Yeah, totally. What were some struggles in, in your time with yourself? Like what were your, what were some of your biggest struggles? Uh, loneliness. Yeah. yeah. And like kind of wanting, like you saw your friends with their girlfriend or whatever, and you were like, mm-hmm. I wish I had that. Yeah. And um, you have to keep walking the walk. Like that's for me right now. It's like, I see my friends and I know that I'm like, I look at them. I'm, I'm such a pessimist when it comes to it now. Cause I'm like, you guys are going to break up unless it's six months. <laughs> and my friends hate them. I say that to them and they're like, bro, you can't say that. And I was like, you know, it's true. I was like, you know, it's true. And if you don't, you have the rose colored glasses on right now. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the state of infatuation. Yeah, it's like you want it until you actually think about it and then you're like, wait, I don't want that anymore. Yeah. Or you do want it and then you just have to push through and you have to be like, no, I'm I'm working for like the prize. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's like, I mean, you could probably ask the same the same person, like an Olympian, like, oh, you know, how much sacrifice you had to do. Like any any professional athlete, like all the sacrifice they have, um, but their their goal is you know the best being the best for them for mm-hmm. their goal you know as a competition yes yeah. it's not that but um yeah obtaining the best mm-hmm. and so yeah there i think there there was definitely stages of loneliness um but uh you know i did journaling um and it's cool to look back now and like see the struggle um and but it was always continually going back to like um fall back on the lord and and that relationship and that that is where you have you need that to be concrete to be you know in your case like a man of your family un unwearing uh, unwavering uncompromising um because when when you have that unit with you and your family your wife and you know kids um 
uh, someday you're, you're going to need that. You're going to need that concrete foundation mm. that can't be moved. Mm. Um, and your kids, your wife are going to look up to you um, as the leader of your home and look to your example, you know, so because mm -hmm. someday you're going to be mentoring your kids, mm -hmm. you know, totally. so it's striving after that. Um, yeah, no, there's not a there's not a striving for perfection, but it's a. Um, it, it, yeah, but the, the, the definitely there's there was cases of loneliness yeah. um, that are tough, mm -hmm. you know, very tough. And I think like when you're in that relationship with someone you talked about the values and how like when you're going to teach your kids like you need to be strong in that way and i think also setting while you're dating your 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 while you're dating anyone really is the more the 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 more concrete you stay in your your physical boundaries like i'm not going to do this i'm going to do this if you do that and you marry that girl and you stay to your word she'll trust you like if you're if yeah. you go if you go out on like a work trip she's not gonna be like right is she is he sleeping with other ones yeah she won't she won't because you proved it you proved it in so the pre yeah 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 and that that's the foundation you lay you know 100 percent. but yeah so like if you compromised with her um in in your dating life then what then there could be the thought of like well shoot man we compromised over dating like what if you compromise when we were married mm -hmm. and there will lead to an insecurity mm -hmm. and maybe it's not a strong insecurity but you know it could be very insecure and then and then you just like lead to potential of like you know fracturing in the relationship yeah but that like with what i did i mean um how we, we didn't even kiss until we were married um we dated for three and a half years um and now like there is there's no trust issues at all. Um, I mean, that's like the, I mean, not the <laughs> hardest thing, I guess, like no, physical <laughs> whatsoever. but like, but like literally that's probably like one of the hardest things that you have to do in a relationship is like, no, I'm not going to kiss this girl. Cause yeah. you had kissed other girls before. Right? right. And so then you know what that's like, mm -hmm. but then you're like, you're like, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. Had she ever kissed anyone? Uh, she kissed one other guy. It wasn't like, yeah, you know, it was just like, a no, but like, heck. yeah, no, but, but yeah, it was... still, it's like, it's like, right. Oh, am I going to do this? Like, even when you were engaged, like, was it, that was probably when it was hardest, right? That was because you're like, what's the point of waiting? Like, like we're literally, we're, like, we're, we're like, we made our commitment. It's just like, yeah, but you did that. And that shows your, your, your your fortitude and your strength in your marriage and and it's it's yeah. like you're you're investing in the beginning and then you see the rewards later and yeah. i think that that's like people view dating as this fun thing and yes there are a lot of fun parts of it but it's also right. it, it is a you are you are showing that you are strong in mm -hmm. your will in in what you are going to do and what you're not going to do and i think that that's that's forgotten in this day and age absolutely it's, it's just serving the body it's yeah. it's just i'm going to serve me right me 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 and you wonder why you're you have anxiety and you're depressed because you serve yourself you don't serve anything outside of yourself you, you like you don't even have to believe in god right i remember i recommend it to everyone go serve people go serve people in need go to a soup kitchen go help the homeless like do something you know mm -hmm. what i mean 
Like, that, you can't just be serving yourself because it leads you to a life of emptiness. And if you want to be empty, then be empty, whatever. Right. But no one wants to be empty. Right. And I think that that's, like, that's forgotten, too, is because it's, like, serve yourself. Or even, like, oh, my gosh, this is what pisses me off a lot is that, like, the people that are, like, I'm going to go to a soup kitchen. And then they're, like, taking Instagram pictures and posting about it and doing it for likes. Like, the, the that's the whole, you're serving yourself. You're, like, it's all about the motive of why you're doing it right. and then what you are doing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I get like, I don't want to seem contradictory. I mean, we did it so we could promote totally the the fundraising side, but I could care less. Like, I'm not doing this for. Uh, it's all about the motive. Yeah, it was. It was only ultimately to help the people. Like, I don't care. I don't want any recognition. Um, but yeah, it's. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you're trying to help help the people that you're helping even right. more by using the tool like we talked about mm-hmm. yeah yeah but yeah i think that's important though that the uh building the foundation of what you what you want for your future well, i think the hardest thing is kids in your generation aren't even thinking of that and i didn't i at 16 years old i didn't think of that stuff I'm, like, I'm, i just I'm, think so present you're like tunnel vision yeah but there was nobody there to mentor me like I had no, no figures in my life to be like, Hey, like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you focusing on? Like, mm-hmm. do you want that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't um, think a lot of kids my age are thinking about this. My friends, like they'll come, they'll come to my house and they'll like come in and I'm in my room, like meditating. They're like, what is wrong with you? You're not a normal person. And I'm like, yeah, that's but, fine. Yeah. I'm like, I'm actually happy that that's happening. Uh, so you talked about our generation. What do you think are our, our my, for specifically for my generation, what do you think are what do you see are our biggest strengths? I guess I don't know enough. I mean, I guess the as any new generation comes out, I think that ultimately, like they are of the cutting edge in technology, like or, or comprehending it at least. Yeah. Um, just because you're like completely inundated with it, like from birth. birth. Yeah. yeah. Um, Most of us. Well. Like there, there are a couple, but there are a couple. Yeah, of like you're probably still on the old side of that, but, um, but the uh, yeah, I mean, my kids' generation, like the alphas, the alphas, uh, that's freaky. Alpha. That's kind of scary. I feel like it's awesome. I think it's awesome, or it's like they're just gonna like imagine these like it, it becomes like the giver. You know what I mean? Like where they like friggin' like throw us all like <laughs> in like these homes where they just sedate us to death. Like they, that's like how they got rid of. That's what they Not did. My kids, <laughs> they go down swinging. No, but that um, was that was the whole point of the givers. They would like uh, they would do the the they would sedate the old people once old people got to a certain age. It was maximum efficiency society. That was the whole point of it. So, uh, so every you were allowed to get married. That was a pleasure that you had. You were allowed to have one child. And then based on your child's testing skills, they got put into a certain like grade or school. Like, about China? Pretty much. That's pretty much China. China, I think they they upped it now because they're so underpopulated now. Because they did the one kid rule for a while, but then they no, because they killed all the girls. No, they did the they upped the pop they upped the the amount of kids that you're allowed to have. Um, yeah. Because you were only allowed to have one, but then Isn't there's that so, the most population populate. No, I think India maybe. India has a lot of people, but. Uh, your generation, I don't know. We have a lot of information. I think we have access to yes, a lot of information. Yes, but then there's like, 
I feel like there's very little application. Yes, 100%. Like, okay, great, you know the information. You have no clue how to use a hammer. Yeah, totally. You know, like, well, I don't need to use a hammer. It's like, well, somebody does. Like, when when all the boomers and Gen X and... Yeah, but for the people that are saying I don't need to use a hammer... They die off. Unless you can code a robot to use a hammer for you... Then you need <laughs> to use a hammer. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, I hear people that say that. It's like, they're like, I don't need to use this. And I'm like, unless you can code something that can do that for you, that will automatically automatically do that for you, then, yeah, you do need to know how to do it. Yeah, but, so, like, okay, so then I guess if you get to a point where robots are building robots, then... That's that's where we all die. <laughs> right. What do you think, like, okay, have you ever seen aliens before? Like, like not actually real life, but, like, the scene like... The no, I've been abducted. Really? Um, no, but like, you know how they like, don't have like any genitals. They just like, are these big, like weird looking. I think that aliens are like, it's possible that aliens are us from the future. Could be. Cause they like, they wouldn't need to have sex because they could probably just like make the brave, brave new world. They like, they just make them in a, in a dish. Yeah. They just make the best for the, the why would they make humans though? Why would they make anything biotic? No, they are us from the future, and they like to watch us. Because yeah, but if that if that creature, why why would you have that? Why mean, wouldn't why would you get why wouldn't you just download your thought, your consciousness into a computer? Because computer is like, uh, you know, it's mechanical. Yeah, but you me- can replace but it's it. A rust. So you replace it. Yeah, but what if you rust before you can replace it? No, unrustable metal. <laughs> Yeah, but then you still... but Bi- biotic. But I think they biotic creatures I... are are uh, very fragile. Yeah, but what if they engineered themselves? Because I think they could be biotic, but be also like 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 a cyborg type thing, where it's like Maybe. they like genetically like like in in a you lab. Keep downloading if your biotics die. That seems very inefficient. Or like they create get a new. Body. No, what if they just create like a regenerative like flesh? You know what I mean? Like like. Your heart never dies because it just is constantly regenerating itself. Hmm. Yeah, and they have like an IV drip or something, and they like, and then they like they do it like that. That's like their like instead of eating meals, you just like you can also like probably like wear a backpack that like, and then you're just like walking around <laughs> with a backpack with your and then sounds like a movie script. We should do this. Keep working on it. Okay, I yeah. think we should throw like Kim Jong Un in it. That would be sick. Yep, he's like the last one that survives. It's just he him. Is. Yeah. No, he I think millions of people he's starving. North Korea is scary. Yeah. Freaky. Anyway, we were talking about a generation. What are our biggest weaknesses as a generation? So we talked about strengths. You said we have a lot of information. Uh, weaknesses. You could have a heyday at this one. I know. I could. It's like shoot an arrow up in the sky. Wherever it lands, it's like, yeah. But I think that's for every generation, not just our generation. Yeah, I agree. I think... I think uh, there are a lot of weaknesses. Maybe it's because... No generation has really seen a war, like a mass scale. Yeah, but war war created its own problems because then you had um, all of this greed and all of this, like, finish your food. That was a big thing from the... They, no, that has nothing to do with the war. That had to do with the oppression. Oh, I guess that's true. And I mean, also, that, that, that sync up in the same timeline, but yeah. yeah. No, uh, I think it's... What is it, the hard times? Hard times create hard time. Well, no, strong okay. men create strong men create or hard times no. create strong men. Strong men create easy times. Easy, easy times time. create weak men. Weak men create hard times. But yeah. it doesn't actually go for men. It can be people. Yeah. Like because yeah. 
but yeah, I think we're in that uh, weak men. Yeah, and that's I mean, so, I, so I hard that. times, hard times can come from that. So because there's lack of lack of strength in a society. I mean, um, yeah, I think that, but that cycle has been gosh, repeated. Negatives. Oh yeah, it's a cyclical. Oh totally. Um, yeah. Probably every generation. I mean, I'm sure Rome dealt with the same thing in its collapse. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know, weaknesses. Yeah, there's maybe a lack of attention. Um, I don't hang out. That's a hard thing. That's like, true. I could be way, I'm a critical person. I could probably be way more critical. Do it. Just, um, rip, just rip. No, but I don't have, like, there's not too much context. Like, yeah, you don't hang out with a lot of people in my generation. It's no. pretty much just me, and I'm not really part of my generation. Right. I'm like, you're the someone outlier. said someone said I'm a I'm like a like a like a I think they said 50 like a 50 year old head on like 16 year old shoulders <laughs> I was like yeah pretty much like that's, no I think I think you're pretty your mom's probably pretty uh gen gen y on you like like in it you know like boomer no I'm gen y no you're gen x is that what millennial no, is no gen x is is the uh no, Gen X is millennials, right? No, no, Y X Y Z. Oh, millennial. That's why. Does it start with It's like we're the generation of questioning. Oh, like why? Why? So she's Gen Y. Millennials are kind of tail in. She is almost Gen X. So she's Gen Y on me. She's Gen Y. Yeah, but Gen Y people. She is on the last year of Gen Y. Oh. So she is like this high her age. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Yeah, but see, there's they know you're old var- now. There's varying uh, age cutoffs, but yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I think I'm two years away from it. She was on the the cut. Yeah. So like, okay, what do you what did you mean when you said that? That she's like Gen Y on me. Oh, she put like a lot of Gen Y in you. Like you got raised on all the same shows we got. That's raised true. On. Yeah. That I literally. You know? So like your your cultural and she's. She has not let you be a complete product of your generation. I didn't see a Nickelodeon or Disney Channel show until I was 11. Yeah, and see, I did, we never had that stuff too, but I knew a ton of friends that had all that. Yeah, I watched Andy Griffith. Uh, like, <laughs> right, all, which all is the, like... All the old westerns, Brady Bunch. That's see, that'd like, be a Gen X. That's like a bomb. lot of Gen X. Yeah. I mean, that would be out there. Yeah. I love like me TV, like what all the old people watch. Like that was like, <laughs> that was like my... I would watch that all the time. That was, I, I would dress up as a cowboy. I'd wake up when I was like five or six or probably, honestly, let's be real, like eight. And I would wake up and then I would like... I'd put a bandana on, put a cowboy hat on, button up my thing and put like a holster on and I'd go... Be a freaking cowboy. Okay, so Gen Xers would be people that grew up. No, that's that's the baby boomers. That's a generation. That's like my parents' boomers is X, right? No, that is, is a X. Boomers oh, is, X? is itself baby boomer generation. Oh, then what's oh X is like the lost generation? Is that what they call them? Uh, maybe I think they call them the lost generation because there's like they. It's a very small. Didn't do anything. No, they are alive. No, but like they didn't. Those are everyone like in their. I know, but like late millennials, like forties to fifties oh. right now. So, yeah, so Gen Xers are. So that's like the Desert Storm people, like those people. Uh no. Yeah. Uh yeah, I guess. Yeah. Desert Storm. Yeah, like those people, like um, they they were in their teenage and like older, like almost twenties in the eighties. 
90s. No, I wish I was born in the 90s. I was, but I wasn't. Like, yeah, so where I was that in the 90s. Yeah, the 90s, 90s and 2000s. I want to go to, like, a mall where everyone has, like, the poofy hair, and, like, they have, like, the sick hair, and they have, like, all of the random colors and triangles and stuff. Yeah. Like, you can go and, like, go to, like, a family video. Like, I want to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I want to ride with my friends on our bikes, and we have, like, someone in the front basket, and we go to family video, and we pick up, like, Scooby-Doo, and then we go and, like... I feel like you're merging, like, a million different generations here. Maybe. Like three. I don't think I know generations. No. This is terrible. Terrible. (laughs) This is what my whole show's about. We're going to have to edit this out. Yeah, we're just going to, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I I can't be too critical. I mean, I could be critical, like, but uh, I don't know enough. Alrighty. This is like the last segment of of the podcast, and I asked these these last, whatever, three or four questions. Uh, How do you define success? Hmm. Um, yeah, you made it general. Define success. What is success to you? Um, oh, I guess just me personally? Yeah. Um, well, I think I'm very successful because I've, um, I've, started and am living in goals that I've set for myself um, and I'm very content with them yeah I I don't think I'll ever be uh, I don't think I'll ever be a rich man uh, because I mean that's not what I value Mm. Um, I guess to like in my days as a human and could sit back and say, oh yeah, you were successful would be uh, probably helping the most people that I could. And that's kind of where I'm at. I'm on this journey to like get back to where um, I can continue doing that because we haven't been back to Haiti in a while. So, Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I say. But yeah, success for me would be help helping people. Yeah. Yeah. What do you What do you attribute to your success? Uh, maybe the drive. Um, authors too, like reading books that have definitely influenced me. I think reading is huge and it's a it's it's one of the things that i would say is forgotten by my generation i would say oh yeah reading writing and yeah. physical conversation that's the three biggest things and I those are the, like summing up communication that's how you like convey thought i know that's that's received it, it's been forgotten it's like no i'm gonna text you facetime you it's been deliberately ignored or like because it's not stimulating yeah you know? now reading writing and and talking in person now it's like, I'm going to text you, I'll FaceTime you, right. and then I'll maybe stare at you awkwardly across the room. You know? <laughs> That's what it's like now. And it's like, I see this and I'm just like, what is going on? Like, why? I'm like disappointed in my own generation. Just a little bit. And that's why I've created this. Is so yeah. I, I'm not disappointed in you anymore. 
<laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, I uh, definitely I've been influenced by a good couple writers. Okay. Um, and I don't know, I guess some people in my life, but yeah, I guess also who I am, the, the drive pushes me like I'm, I'm a goal setting, go after it, get it done type of person. I'm definitely a doer. But yeah. What's your biggest life advice? Life advice? Just like or not life advice, just advice in general. Like if you I asked my ninety something, I think she's almost a hundred year old grandma, I said, What's your biggest life advice? And she said, Be still and no. That was it. Mm, that's and a really like, good one. I was like, That's what? my no, no, I, I, yeah. Okay. That's original. Um <laughs> gosh, man. These are like such deep questions that I feel like I need. This is the the end gauntlet. This is what I do with my the end because I think this is the way. I like challenging like the most because if I can challenge the most successful people in having to think, then that's that's something beautiful. So say the question again. What's your biggest life advice? Life like five advice. Words. How'd you forget it already? Because I'm I I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I I'm very analytical. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like trying to like break down that thing. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, it's creating this like huge, I think it can change too. Like you're going to be on the podcast again. And I think if you like, like what pops to your head right now, you know? So if I'm like dying and I'm like, oh, these are my last words. I'm going to yeah. try and like, like influence somebody. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Oh my gosh, man. Um, while you're thinking about it, is yeah. a hot dog a sandwich or a like, it's a hot dog, a sandwich, or a taco. <laughs> you just completely derailed my thought. No, you can be thinking about it, because this one's an easier one. It's obviously a, a, a taco. Because it's meat inside of a, like a, like a, whatever, shaped bun. That's what a taco is. Yeah, why is it a bun? Huh? Why is a hot dog bread bun? Yeah. I mean, but they call like a taco shell. And why, they is, call a it a taco Wait, shell. why is a hamburger bun a hamburger bun? But if you make a sandwich, that's just bread. You know what I was thinking about the other day? is like, um, you know how in cars, have you watched cars? Yeah. Yeah. So you know how they have buildings and sidewalks and stuff? Yeah. Like why? It made no sense. Huh? It makes no sense. And how do the building, <laughs> and then how do they reproduce? You know, I need like Pixar. If you're listening, can you give us like a car sex ed video, like sick, <laughs> like a sex ed class for like all the different Disney movies? You don't want to talk about pistons on here, man. <laughs> okay. uh, life advice. The cozy cone motel. I feel like I don't know. Life advice would be like it's almost a little like cheesy like i feel like i need more direction like oh okay like just go it's it's not if you're thinking about it this much just just say just but i'm over analyzing the heck out of this like no, don't, okay advice on what no like are we just, talking just like in general something that you think would be valuable that is that is relatively like useful in a lot of areas hmm i'm like seriously coming up blank Okay. This is terrible. We uh, can skip it. Terrible so. material. No, it's fine. It People are like, oh, I'm going to listen to him. 
Yeah, talk about him and Han. Him and Han. Yeah. Um. Okay. What is something that you are trying to overcome in your life right now? Um. We didn't talk too much about like heel farms, but that's the business that I have right now. Um. I think okay. So like, there's two sides to the business like owning it since it's literally just me um i am really really good this is so arrogant but i'm really good at like operations and like implementing um projects um logistics um like the actual farm execution yes yes yeah. so like anything you know um like any project that I have, I can, I can list all, you know, get all the nuts and bolts and screws and everything, um, how to build whatever, you know, and this is like metaphorically speaking too, like all the factors involved in that. But then when it comes to like administration, um, the, uh, like tech side of like having the website, yeah. um, the managing of like financial accounts, all that stuff is so like I don't like it yeah and <laughs> being ADHD probably if you don't like something it's really hard to like yeah push yourself into it so like I think that's probably the question was what am I struggling with yeah like what your biggest struggle right now yeah I think the biggest struggle is um is trying to push myself to doing those things like the business part of it kind of yeah yeah and like yeah the, I saw a uh like a, a reel and it was like, I'm really, really good. Oh no, it was a commercial. It was like, I'm really good at, uh, at building chairs or something. It's like at, at having a chair business, but I'm terrible at business. And it's like, that's what I feel, man. It's like, dude, I will grow, you know, 10,000 birds if you wanted me to. Um, but sit like sales and market, like, dude, I'm terrible at that stuff. Yeah. Like absolutely terrible. Um, so that's like a, struggle and i don't like like it's not mm -hmm. stimulating for me there's not enough like moving parts or maybe i just don't know enough so yeah i think that's like that's my biggest struggle right now um fighting over the you know because i'll get lazy on that too like if i have downtime i was like oh, i just want to relax yeah. but like i should be doing that but it's not stimulating enough so i'm like eh. but yeah. i think that's that's kind of the my biggest struggle right now Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah. Is there uh, anything you want to tell the people? Like, plug. Yeah. Um, we are so Hill Farms. We're we're. Uh, I didn't tell you that the the. So when we started the farm, um, our goal was to um, to have a farm, able to grow for our local community. Um, and a percentage of all of our sales goes to heal the nonprofit. So um, that's why we named the farm Heal Farms because showing the connection between the the nonprofit and um, and the the for profit business. So, um, but we're we're pretty excited. We are very close to um, to shipping nationwide. We'll probably start on the central and like Eastern coast. Um, and then eventually we'll, we'll reach out across, um, the country, but yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're close to 
to launching that. So that's, <laughs> that's where, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling cause I have to do all that stuff, mm -hmm. but yeah. So then you just order at healfarms.com mm -hmm. and, uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind yeah. of, does the nonprofit take donations? It does take donations. Yeah. We still have an account and everything. Yeah. What's the, it's kind of been on it. So the, the goal, the goal for the farm was to, cause I hated, I hated having to, uh, perfect, I call it professionally beg, mm -hmm. um, people for, for money. I mean, that's what essentially all nonprofits are. You are like, if you work for that, you're a professional beggar. Um, so, um, but yeah, I hated that aspect of it. Um, cause it was like, it didn't seem right. So it was like, I want to work for, for, you know, mm. to, to help that organization grow. And so, um, so yeah, we still, we still do, uh, accept donations, but now with the farm, uh, all that, you know, percentage of, of the profit on the farm then goes to, to the nonprofit. Um, so that's, that's kind of the, where, where we're at now. Um, I see, hopefully the farm will be, um, successful enough to where I can employ people and then I can back off for times to go and, uh, continue projects, um, in Haiti. I mean, it is so much right now, man. It's such a big task over. It's just terrible. What's going on over there. Um, and then hopefully, you know, worldwide Haiti was the first start and definitely want to help worldwide yeah totally awesome so, sick thank you all right man thank you yeah and thank you guys for listening all the way through today's episode with uncle adam aka adam mason uh share with your friends and we will if you share on social media we're going to try and repost uh our favorites and yeah bye everyone See you.